In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Margaret Merner. We welcome to the church, especially her daughter and sons, their spouses, the grandchildren and great-grandchildren who are here with us. Welcome all family relatives Uh, Margaret's friends and also uh, family friends as well. We come here at the end of a person who has had a very long life and uh, we are full of thanksgiving to God uh, for this life which has touched uh, so many people, a good, kind and generous life. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, Our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery your servant, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Daniel. I, Daniel, was doing penance when I received the message from the Lord. At that time, Michael will stand up, the great prince who mounts guard over your people. There is going to be a time of great distress, unparalleled since nations first came into existence. When that time comes, your own people will be spared, all those whose names are found written in the book. Of those who lie sleeping in the dust of the earth, many will awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting disgrace. The learned will shine as brightly as the vault of heaven, and those who have instructed many in virtue as bright as stars for all eternity. The word of the Lord.
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all, we may be certain after such a gift that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen when God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could, Jesus, could Christ Jesus? No. He not only died for us, he rose from the dead. And there, at God's right hand, he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we are troubled or worried or being persecuted or lacking food, or clothes, or being threatened, or even attacked. These are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Be with you. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. Everything has been entrusted to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, just as no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. It's no doubt that 93 years of age is a long time to live. It seems an incredible thing to think that Margaret's life began in the middle of the 1920s and stretched over many decades, entered into a new century, passed over into a new millennium. She lived through many world-changing events of the 20th and 21st century, saw many new things that she could never have imagined when she was a child. Presidents and kings and prime ministers and popes and even parish priests came and went, but not all parish priests, I'm glad to say. Uh, Margaret's life simply trundled on. She was one of those people who was gifted then with a long and very contented life, working and bringing up the family, and living to see them up into their adult life, and dare I say, for some of them, themselves into retirement. She was very content to see the work done and to live to see many things. It was a source of great pride to see the family themselves do well, to see grandchildren born and getting on well, and even to live to see young great-grandchildren born too. At the end, there was a great weariness uh, that came over her. The shadows were lengthening, and she knew that she must pack her bags for the journey. She was ready when the Lord called. The bags were packed, and she was ready to go. Having lived a long life, there was always a sense of the great gift that life was to her. It was a God-given gift to her, and given to her, like all of us, to do great good, and there's no doubt that she did that. She had a good mind, great skills, and she was able to use these things for the good. She had great uh, faith in her life, and her faith meant very much to her all her life. It was a faith that she had from her earliest days to her last, and it was a faith that sustained her and guided her. She was always an active member of the church, and was a great member of this parish community over the years. I well recall uh, in the first days that I came here 19 years ago, she said to me in that rather forthright and school teacherly way that she had of saying things, you are a very lucky priest to get this parish. (laughs) 19 years later, I couldn't disagree with her. And over the 19 years in which I was uh, Margaret's priest, 
friend and confidant too, I could say that I was lucky to have her as a parishioner too. In the Mass, we realise how lucky and how blessed we are to have hope and faith in our life, to look forward with confidence to life and to the end of the journey, to that sense in which all roads have a destination and point to where it leads, to God who waits for us, to God who is there who greets us. The door is wide open, the table is set, the place is set, the lights are on. It will be for all of us a happy homecoming, and he waits there with joy for us, for the weary traveller who has travelled the long road and has finally arrived. As for Margaret, that meeting again, uh, maybe uh, obviously with Harry, uh, all we can say is that his ears will be burning. (laughs) She has got a lot to tell him. They have a lot to catch up on. I hope he's listening. Faith and prayer uh, and the church's life were sown into Margaret's life. We are told in baptism that we receive the light of Christ to follow, and there is every sense in which that was a key element in her life. The light that she received was kept burning brightly right to the end, and she had indeed followed that light all her life. A few details about her life. She was born on the 15th of June, 1926, She was born in what she often called the Dirty Wee Port, Port Glasgow. Her parents were Charles and Helen. Her father was a union official and a leading figure in the cooperative movement in the area in which she lived. She had two brothers and a sister, Charlie and Bill and Sadie, and she remained close to these brothers and sisters all her life. She went to St Columbus School, uh, and not surprising to most of us, she was the ducks of that school. She attended Notre Dame uh, Teaching College and became a primary school teacher after the war. She met her future husband, Harry, at a wedding uh, in which he was the best man. Uh, There's a wonderful picture of them and their family uh, in what was the family home uh, that was always pride of place uh, on their wedding day. They ventured in a honeymoon to Lake Como uh, Of course, Harry himself, uh, all his life, worked hard uh, in married life, uh, accountancy. And uh, as time went by, uh, of course, they lived here in the town uh, in Ardock uh, and then to the larger house in Brownside. That house became the family home, very much the family home, until fairly recently. As a couple themselves, they were uh, very committed to providing a good education for the family and we're delighted to see that work of education provide fruits uh, in each of their lives. Family life was, was busy. It was bustling, a noisy house, lots of coming and going. They were fortunate enough uh, through their years to spend good family holidays in different places, pitch camp in exotic places like Millport and Peyton and Folkestone, always travelling en masse by train. Later in life, uh, uh, Margaret herself was able to return to teaching to St. Serf's uh, Primary School in Airdrie and to St. Caddock's here in Halfway. All reports is that she was a marvellous teacher, kind, conscientious, patient and very effective. 
Margaret had many t- uh, friends uh, from her teaching life, but also around this parish as well. She belonged to a sewing bee, and we met up very often with those family friends. She's lots of interests in the course of her life. Uh, she liked badminton, loved knitting, sewing and reading, and was both a great cook and a great baker. She was able to travel also in her life to places like Chelabona and Australia and yeah, the United States of America and Dubai. She had a long marriage uh, to Harry and missed him greatly over the years since his death. She was very friend. Uh, she was very uh, fond, of course, uh, of Helen and all the boys, and very grateful for all of the things that they did on her behalf. And she loved all those grandchildren: seventeen uh, grandchildren, five step grandchildren, and ten great grandchildren. And loved when they visited, and loved when they phoned. Today, the family themselves are all very grateful for all she did for them and all that she has meant for them. She had a great heart and was very great company and was very kind. She had a young spirit and would engage with anyone. She had, as you probably know, a rather forthright manner and would often tell you what she thought, even when she wasn't asked. (laughs) She would roll her eyes if she wasn't pleased. She would shoot you a look a side glance if you were doing something wrong or something that she didn't agree with. If I had said something in the sermon that was slightly controversial, I would notice that she would raise her eyebrows, purse her lips and shake her head. (laughs) It was a great privilege to be her priest over these years and I wish to thank her in a public way for all the support that she gave me and the other priests who have served in this parish in St. Bride's. God gives us our life, and we can do great good with it. We think of all the hard work there is in bringing up a family. It's a lifetime's work, and it never really stops. Margaret had the joy of seeing this work right through to the end. Her life, like many, was not... uh, Her life was not cut short, as many's uh, lives are cut short was never brought to a sudden halt. She was able to live and see the work right through to the end. And she was very thankful for the grace that God had given her. She can rest now from that work. She can put down now the burdens of life and she has gone to God. She can rest now after life's work in the grace and the mercy and the love and the peace of God. Please stand. Mindful of all things that each of us need at this time, we ask God to give us the things which are our daily bread. For Margaret, we pray in thanksgiving for her life and for blessings and peace at the end of her journey. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. For all who grieve the loss of Margaret, for comfort and consolation for them at this time. 
Lord, hear us. Lord, For all Margaret's friends, that the memory of her friendship may always be held dear. Lord, hear us. Lord, For those who serve in public office, that they may do so wisely and with care for all our people. Lord, hear us. Lord, for all who are sick in hospitals and care homes, especially those who know long years of illness. Lord, hear us. Lord, for all whom we remember in a special way, family members who have died, and especially Harry and Desmond. Lord, hear us. Today our need is great. Give to hearts that are sorrowful your consolation. Give to hearts that are weighed down your strength. And give peace to all hearts that seek and desire it, desire you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in our offer to him in bread we bring you, Lord.
sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of Margaret, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For it is at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return an account of sin to that earth from which we came. And when you give the sign, we who are redeemed by the death of your Son, shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so, with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, resound in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, resound in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, Margaret, whom you called out of this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, 
Joseph our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver, deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister Margaret may come to the eternal table of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in our recessional hymn, Be Thou My Vision. <laughs> 